Hello and welcome to another episode of the Citizens of Lorcana podcast, a podcast where we invite you to be a part of their world. We are your hosts, Jared and James. Today we are joined by the dynamic duo behind Hobbies and Happiness, Dan and Jim. So without further ado, let's jump into the episode. Hey everyone, welcome, welcome to another week. Last week we had a chance to visit with the team behind the Overexerted podcast. And today we have a couple of very special guests, Jim and Dan of Hobbies and Happiness. Hey guys, welcome, welcome. Hello, thanks for having us. Been, been looking forward to this. It's been a long time in the making, <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> I will never not look at you, Dan, and not think about your stupid crab control and that <laughs> multiplayer game that we played. Hey man, I I think was was that was that the first uh, recorded uh, multiplayer game of Lorcana? Well, well, you probably so. need to say the first multiplayer game of Lorcana at Gen Con 2023. I think we might be able to say that. We might but be able to fun. say that. Yeah. I say uh, Jared Jared does does have the uh, distinct honor of being a part of the first ever non like Ravensburger team internal multiplayer game I think ever played. Right. That's true. That's true. When was, when was this? We, we were at Gamma, James, Liam, and I, and uh, Steve Warner asked us if we wanted to play a game with him. And uh, so we took some starter decks. This is at like midnight. Yeah. yeah. Took some starter decks, went into the hotel lobby, and we yeah, played a 2v2 game. It was a lot of fun. Awesome. I, th- I think I remember Steve uh, tweeting about Somebody tweeted about it um, around Gamma. I remember that. That's yeah, cool. it was pretty fun. <laughs> So, got my butt kicked. Jared and Steve were a team, and there was no chance. <laughs> so here's the deal. We had a whole outline of things we wanted to talk about today, and then Robinsberger had to go and dump like a bajillion cards. Not just today, but this whole week. It feels like, it feels like honestly, there was over 100 cards revealed this week. If it, it was... wasn't 100, it was so close. It, it was, was maybe like 95 or something. <laughs> yeah. It was so many cards. It was a lot. It was like a fire hose, man. Hard to keep up. And today was whatever what was left. I think it was something like 20 or 24 cards were all dumped in like an hour or two this morning. And then all of them are done. Yep. yep. Dan, I think I you were in the Discord. Uh, yes. But, but Jim, were you there when all that was going down? Uh, I wasn't, but Dan was telling me about it. So oh. I had to go on Google real quick, yeah. get onto the Discord. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> It was pretty wild. Rochelle got on there and I joined the party late because I was at work, but mm. I kept seeing people post card reveals in the different discords. So I was like, something is happening. And apparently, <laughs> yeah. and, and James may have been there, but I was there. Rochelle yeah. was like, all right, guys, there are so many cards left. If you guess the name of the person and the card number, I'll reveal the card. And so it basically turned into people guessing, spamming different yep, spamming uh, names. Guesses. Yep. Some people yep. were serious. Some people weren't. I may have put flounder more times than I am proud to admit. I, I, <laughs> no, 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 I no, no, tried no. to change Hang it on. up. I was like, you're Nick proud. Flounder. You're proud to admit it. You are very proud to admit it. <laughs> so I all that being wait. said, we have a lot to talk about. We do have a lot to talk about. We have, well, as we mentioned, 90 something cards. We are actually going against Jared's uh, unofficial motto of not covering a bunch of cards. And that's all we're going to do for this episode is cover cards and talk to Jim and Dan about what we think 
the best cards may be, uh, how we think they're going to fit into existing decks, what maybe some new decks we can maybe think about building. Uh, so actually, do you guys want well, to start? On. Let what? me preface this by saying the reason why I feel that way is because I would like to hope that people would want to go back and listen to the backlog of our episodes. And people who are listening to this tomorrow or the next day when we release this, it's going to be fresh and relevant for them. But if somebody goes back a year from now and all we're doing is talking about set three cards, it's not going to be near as uh, interesting for people. So that's why I like to limit, you know, the amount of time we talk about new cards. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. Carry on, James. Okay. So I think basically what we should do is let's just let's hear from Jim and Dan what they think may be either their top card or their top just their their feeling for what's going to be the top thing of this set like what do you think is going to help define the meta at least initially until more stuff is figured out well i jim, i know what jim really likes because we're we were talking about it before there is a number one card that i like but i do think something else is going to come creeping up through the woodwork and it's going to be a blue steel mill deck. And I'm kind of excited to see that. Okay. So why? What yeah, yeah. what cards what cards make you are making you lean towards that? Okay. So there was a song released. Friend like in, me. Friend like me. It's a five cost song. And it's each player puts the top three cards of their deck into their inkwell face down and exerted. Mm-hmm. Um, we know how fast you can mill through cards when you're playing a whole new world. And this now just gives you a whole nother card on top of it. And it's a lot of the decks that are really strong also have ways to be drawing cards. So if we're looking at that, uh, your opponent should be decking out before you deck out. That's kind of how I see it. So just, just on the surface, three cards in your inkwell, seven cards from a whole new world that's if you play in four of each that's 40 cards you're looking at gone or at least Mm -hmm. in hand by the final hand you get uh and that leaves you with 20 cards and if you're running amethyst you've already been drawing cards so yeah i think that's that's pretty close to decking out plus the original seven that you draw at the beginning yeah so Because let's be real, your opponent is probably going to be on Ruby Amethyst, so they're already drawing a bunch of cards. <laughs> Counterpoint, though, it feels like, and I can't name the exact cards off the top of my head besides like Chernabog, but it feels like they introduced a lot of cards that recycle mm-hmm. uh, Perdita back into the deck. There's a lot. Yes. Yeah, Perdita for sure. Perdita and Chernabog are the two main ones, I think. And so I think basically right there, you can see that Amber is your anti-mill color. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and it's and it's interesting too because they've got multiple cards not just per, i mean perdita and chernabog are the two big ones that come to mind but there's also additional other cards that recycle other cards back into your deck mm-hmm. which like normally like i i see that as like a double-edged sword almost because if like you could be on a strategy where you want them in your discard you want them in your graveyard but if if the meta is heavily draw draw draw, I'm gonna try and mill you. You want to keep recycling them back into your deck. So, mm-hmm. I I like I like the variability and the variance there. Yeah, because I think Chernabog's minions I think is the other card mm. that I'm thinking of. 
Yeah. Yeah. Who, who, who is another one who, uh, who, does, yeah. who does the same thing? So, but I mean, I definitely think it's a, you know, a thing. And the thing with a friend like me is those cards go straight to the inkwell. So you won't be able to recycle those, but I mean, mm -hmm. three, three cards at a time, but still, mm -hmm. I mean, mill is kind of fun. <laughs> Maybe it. for the person mill is, doing the mill, milling. <laughs> mill is kind of fun. Mill is like one of the, again, within the history of TCGs, has can be viewed as like one of the most toxic decks to to go against. Hundred percent, dude. Hundred <laughs> percent. Mill and discard, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I love playing discard decks. Yeah. It's so, so fun. So Dan, you sent me a screenshot of the different decks that you're working on. There was like at least ten on there of ideas that you have yeah, brewing. Dude, I got a bunch of ideas. Yeah. What? Uh, wh which one are you most excited to see? All right, so there's 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 kind of two. Um, let me actually I'm gonna pull I'm gonna pull it up here real quick. Um, man, dude, there's so many. I think the one deck that I'm always going to be toying with is is aerial items. Um, so and there's so many different ways you can do it. You know, at Gen Con we initially did, you know, we coined it crab control. It was sapphire steel. Now I think with Gizmo Suit gives another nice. Um, it's a relatively low to the ground or low or low ish to the ground item, um, but that can work into the strategy. Um, in set two, you saw um, you saw Sapphire Ruby item control, and that was very interesting to me because there weren't a lot of items in that deck. But it just relied heavily on on the Ruby package, which it's a great package. I mean, like, um, but there's so many great there were there were so many great items in set two, like Popsicle. I mean, Popsicle is such such a great card for a multitude of different reasons. And when Jim and I first saw it, we were like, that this card is absolutely crazy. Yeah. And I think everybody saw how crazy of a card that is, even outside of the Flaversham Toymaker engine. It's just such an amazing card. And now in set three, we have a lot more items that we can fit into, into that strategy. So I'm excited. I'm excited to, to toy around with, um, with item decks, specifically with Ariel. Um, uh, Ariel is one of my favorite cards in set one. So that's one. Um, an Amber Amethyst villains deck is one that I really want to work with as well, because Hades, uh, the eight drop Hades King of Olympus, that's what it is. I really like that card. And so um, now with the Queen of Hearts villain in Amber, we can, I think that deck will be an actual viability. Will it be a meta deck? Who knows? I doubt it, but I'm interested to see what's going to become meta. So those are two big ones. And then, of course, also Ruby Steel Challenging Matters. I did a built. I built a budget deck around that archetype. Um, so I want to revisit that with set three and, uh, see if I can make that, uh, viable as well. I got, I got a lot of ideas, so I need, need to stop. <laughs> I think for me, uh, and I don't know how this deck works. I mean, I, and I messaged you back after you sent me that list. I was like, I wish my, my brain worked like that because the only thing I got rolling around in my old noggin is I would like to, uh, <laughs> try to make a Sapphire Amethyst. Um, 
a deck with uh, Magicka and Scrooge's Lucky yeah. Dime. I feel yeah. like there's something there. I'm not yep. smart enough to figure it out, but I know somebody will. <laughs> yeah, and, Lucky, and Lucky I don't Dime see that as being really a meta-defining deck, but I think it could be a fun deck. Yeah, and honestly, it's just it, and that's what I try to do is like, look, this is what I want to play. I don't really care if it's going to be competitive or not, but it's what I want to play. And then I, I'm always going to work at trying to make something competitively viable, um, even though I, you know, I, I may know it's not going to be, but it's still fun to try, you know. <laughs> if my goal is to win, not fine. I'll just net that. I'll figure <laughs> out what the meta is, and I'll just play what's good in the meta, you know. What about you, James? What have you got kicking up? Uh, well, I, I want to build, uh, this is going all the way back from when the cards were first being revealed was my favorite thing to play was the amethyst steel cards. And, uh, now I feel like, you know, we can, I just started playing that, uh, the aggro version, um, with the current cards. So I think I want to try and make a continue making an aggro version going forward with some of these new cards. Um, I want to make, a new version of the Mufasa deck uh, with uh, Chernabog and uh, the Plutos. And uh, I also want to make a new version of Steel Song and see what I can do there uh, with what's, you know, what with all the new stuff we got. Basically, I just want to, the decks that I had the most fun with over the first two sets, I want to basically upgrade and see if I can keep going with those decks. But I also want to try a lot of new stuff. So I hope a lot of people brew up a lot of good stuff that I can try out and have some fun with and uh, and just go forward from there. Because I, I just to want to have fun. I have to say the other one I'm hoping makes a splash is the Puppy Rush deck. I think there's something in there. If you throw Piglet in, you throw Stitch Rockstar, and you've got Lucky on board that, you know, if you have four other characters on board, quest with Lucky, all the other ones get plus one lore. I feel like there's something in there. Lucky with Piglet is scary. That is scary, man. Because Lucky buffing, um, you know, L Lucky is such a versatile card. Yes, it's uninkable, but it does. He does so much. Tap it to look. Was it look at the top four and then put all characters? That is it. Characters that it's, cost two it's, or less. Yeah, it's the top, the top three, three and the and the two the ones that cost two or less. You can put into your hand. It's crazy, oh, it's, it's and so and it gives you the lore. I mean, that's a that's two awesome abilities on one card. Right, but the the, on, the only downside to it is you got to pick. Right? Am I gonna am yeah. I going to exert to look or am I gonna exert to quest? But still, both uh, both abilities are just like the the, the it's just asking. Lucky is is saying he, he's looking at you with that puppy dog face. Please build around me, please, please. <laughs> That's what he's doing. I was talking to uh, Eric from the gamer, and he called the first ability. He decided to call it the Lucky Lotto, and I think that's uh, something I'm going to stick with. Lucky Lotto, Lucky Lotto. I mean, but if again, you're building a puppy deck, and you're going to have half your deck is going to be cost two or less, right? So, yep. I mean, you're going to hit something just like the Mufasa deck is all characters. Yep. You just build it to hit. Right. 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 It's you, you, you know, you know what you're trying to accomplish as, as you're building the deck and you know, you, you make, you make it very low to the ground an extremely low to the ground curve. And then your, your, your chances at hitting the lottery 
off of luck, you're going to be very, very, you're, you're going to be lucky. You know, if, <laughs> if I can coin a phrase there. And I mean, if you throw in Pongo, he's, he's a searching, you, you have to pay to yep. do it, but he's, you know, he's going to be more searching. Mm -hmm. And then yeah. anything that just, as you're playing, anything that's banished, you just have Perdita bringing it back. I mean, yep, it's crazy. It's, it's, it's going to be, I think it's going to be scary. It, and that deck is on my list. It's on the list of what I want to build. So anyway, lots of great ideas out there. I want to ask you guys now that basically all the enchanteds have been out. I mean, we know that there's probably six more that are secret. But first of all, what do you think of the art style? Because I know that's been kind of controversial in the community right now. Some people love it. Some people hate it. And then what's your favorite uh, a card? Enchanted. All right. Jim, Jim, have you seen have you seen the Enchanted so I'm far? Jim? Look, what, there's five of them, right? There's there's 12 now. They there's revealed like the, the other... <laughs> A bunch of them in the last like two days. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I only see the five on on the website. So. Oh yeah, they haven't put them all up on uh, on Lorcania or anywhere yet. Okay. I think you'll have to go to Mushu to see them. On oh, Mushu. Okay. Um. Okay. So as far as the art style goes, I think it's cool. Like I, you know, when it comes to the art on these cards, you know, all I, I appreciate it. I, I'm a I'm a big art fan. You know, I enjoy it. If it's not to my style. I, I can still appreciate it for what it is. Um, I I like this style because it's different. Um, Morph is a beautiful card. <clears throat> Maleficent, Mistress of All Evil, is a gorgeous. It reminds me of um, the, the movie, Sleeping Beauty, the movie, and like Prince from that film. So like it's super on Disney theme to me. Um, I enjoy it. I I saw some comment about the whole this looks like AI thing. I'm like, oh, all right, I I don't see it. That's but again, I understand artist objective, and if you don't like it, that's fine. But I like it. I'm I'm a fan. I think it's I think they're gorgeous, to be honest. And Morph is gotta be my favorite. I I I, I absolutely love Morph. It is a beautiful card. Mm hmm. That's one thing I also can't wait to see. Just some like morph ship deck. Like which colors are they going to be thrown in together? Sorry, I got yeah. a cat here. Yeah, yeah, I I like the art style too. I mean, I, I'm the same as you. If the art doesn't jive with me, I like I don't care. I just I just move on. Like it, it's not gonna ruin my day, whether I like it or not. Right. But I do happen to like the art for these enchanteds. Um, it's a it's a toss up for me. I love 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 the Ursula enchanted that Nicholas Cole and John Lauren worked on. Like yeah, that was just also, phenomenal. But, also, John John Lauren, please stop. You don't need to go so hard. <laughs> all of my his goodness. cards, all of Holy them. Holy cow! Um, but but my other one, and this is one that I think I would even maybe splash money on is is that Chernabog card. And and the original oh. Chernabog is is awesome too. It looks menacing, like it looks like he's gonna come attack you, but the enchanted is just ominous. Like you're driving down the road and you see this giant monster on top of a mountain, and you're not sure if you should run away or whatever. Like it just it tells a story, and that's what always I love about away. it. Always run away. If there's ever a question, always run away. <laughs> Also, that Jafar was sick. That Jafar was... Uh, I, I, 
I, I, I like them all. Uh, I, and I do like the style. I think the paint style, having a theme through all of the enchanteds was a good idea. 100%. Um, uh, I think the, the regular Jafar art, I think it hits harder. Um, even though the the enchanted is really nice, I think it's just so so removed in style that they're just like two completely different pieces of art that I can appreciate them both. But I still think that the 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 regular one just is like it's like a honey wizard. It's like why is that just a regular yeah. card? Um, the only the only thing that I've seen is the uh, Uncle Scrooge and the uh, Robin, Hood. Robin Hood. While they are beautiful portraits they do lean into the this is the painting i had commissioned to put above yeah. my mantle yeah. a little too hard like they're not quite as dynamic as i would expect an enchanted to be the but fun, they're beautiful the, art the funny thing though that's funny you say that because isn't that scrooge mcduck though 100 yeah, percent. it like, totally <laughs> works for the scrooge like yeah. it's 100 percent works for yeah. scrooge but yeah. Robin Hood shouldn't have been like that. I don't think. I think Robin Hood should have been more actiony, and and I dynamic. Could, I could make the argument that 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 the piece actually doesn't sit. It sits in Prince John's castle. That's where that piece sits as a reminder to him to. Darn you, I, Robin Hood! I see the Robin Hood working because he is a champion, and if we look at a bunch of old paintings or artworks of like knights and whatnot, they're always in that stoic pose. So it's kind of just not leading into the, oh, he's doing something real crazy right. and adventurous. Right. It's more of this is how it looked back in the day. Yeah. Oh, so it, no, the, the, it totally play. fits the period for sure. Yeah. I mean, it looks like a painting from, you know, from the era kind of a thing like they would have. Yeah. Uh, I just like I said, I just I wasn't sure. I mean, I wasn't sure if I wanted it on an enchanted. But I mean, I'll, <laughs> if I pull one, I'm I'm still keeping it and I'm still going to love it. But uh, that's that's like if that's my only complaint about all the enchanted so far, that's like not even a complaint. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. All right. So uh, I have a question. So obviously we've we've talked about like, you know, we have like this one card. Uh, Jim, you mentioned there's one card you think is the one number one card. But and we'll get to that probably in in a little bit. But do you feel that each color, each ink, got a bomb this set? Like a lot of people saw Jafar and they're like instantly the you know Lorcana social media just blew up with like oh my god this Jafar is insane. Do you think do you feel each color or each ink got one of those? Hmm. Hmm. That's a good now, question. For myself, I haven't gotten to see all the cards yet. So I can't really say for every single color, but some of the ones I've just started looking at, um, I mean, they obviously every set is going to have something good. Um, and I just, I just really want to build that Ursula. <laughs> I think we know what your number one card is. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so did each color get a bomb? I'm leaning, I'm leaning towards yes. And I think, I think without a doubt, I think for Emerald, it's hundred percent, it's a hundred percent Ursula. And I think, I think each color got a really great package and not even necessarily a package that goes together in the same deck. I think each color got quite a few really, really strong pieces. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I would, I, I would venture to say yes to that question. Well 
You you can ask James. I've been complaining about Sapphire for a long time. Like I just <laughs> didn't see it. I was feeling left out because I saw all these other colors getting amazing uh, cards, but then Gramatala happened and it all came together. I mean, you can ask James. I dunked on friend like me so much. Oh, I was like, what is the I, point I heard of this you. card? I heard you. I heard you today. <laughs> On my way on on my way back, I, I want I wanted to you know listen to a couple of your episodes, and I'm like, oh man, Jared is not happy with uh, what what he's getting in Sapphire. I was desperate. Okay, I was I was a man, uh, you know, begging for something, and Gramatala was that something. So uh, I agree. I feel like each ink, I mean, each ink probably got something really good. I th- and I think even outside of Gramatala, there's quite a few good solid pieces for a sapphire deck mm-hmm. um maybe not individual maybe not individually amazing cards because i think gramatala by herself is just an amazing card because she she actively advances you towards your win condition by doing something you're already doing within the game anyway yeah. so th- of course that that's going to be super good but there's a lot of other good cards, I think, within Sapphire that you have to build it the right way. And I think Sapphire as a color is a very tricky color to build around and pilot. Um, and so it's it's tricky. But I think there's some really good pieces that are going to go with a couple of the other sets. So it feels, it feels like they... Uh, uh, some of them got bombs. I mean... Jafar is a bomb, right? Grandma Tala is a bomb. Mm-hmm. Some of them feel like they got packages, like you said, where you're not going to have the one card you can point at and say, that is the one card that makes the difference in this ink. It's like, yeah. okay, that's the the that's the card that ties the whole package together, but it's not on its own. I feel mm-hmm. like we got that. Like Steel just seems like it requires a lot of stuff to get all the different things working. Um, I view I think steel's like the glue that holds a deck together because there's a lot of great pieces that are kind of great on their own. They've got it's got a lot of pinging, got a lot of removal, but you need to couple it with something, and it and it 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 as a color just really is the glue that binds it binds whatever deck it's a part of together. And do we feel that now? Jared was like obviously down on Sapphire and wondering what was going to happen. Do we feel like Emerald is still still like the color that's just trying so hard to just bring itself back up to the other colors level? Yes, I think um because again, I think you have to do a lot of work to make anything with Emerald function well and remain viable because again i view i'm viewing emerald in a similar vein to what i view steel right there's a lot of great individual pieces but they have to be coupled with something else that is able to make it viable we were talking before we before we started recording about how there's so many pieces so many cards in emerald that are uninkable you can't have a 60 card uh, you cannot have a 60 card uninkable deck in Lorcana because you're not going to be able to do anything. So what are you going to couple it with? 
And so I've been saying for a long time, you know, we're only in set two now. We're, you know, in the beginning stages of set three. You got to just be patient. Wait for wait for the card pull. And there's going to be a lot of stuff. It, it's crazy. Like when a set drops, it's 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 kind of crazy because it's like now the your creativity and the amount of decks you can build has just increased exponentially. So I, I there's a lot of there's a lot of great stuff there for Emerald that but I think it's gonna take a little bit of work to make it viable. And I want to because I, I really I, I love a lot of these Emerald cards. For me, the Emerald, it seems like there's there's so many like really good cards, right? But when you start comparing them to the other colors stat for stat they kind of fall off because some of these effects are just phenomenal. But if I'm reliant upon you to attack my creature to for me to get an effect that's really good, I'm just going to try and race you now, right? And if you have no way to stop me, which Emerald doesn't really have a whole lot of that, it's more of like, all right, well, if they've taken damage, now I can deal more damage to you. So I have to pair this up with something else that can right. kind of give me the board pressure that I need and force you to attack my stuff to now give me those advantages that I need. To where the others, it's just like, oh, ETB, draw. Oh, ETB, mm -hmm. kill your thing. Um, mm -hmm. Just play action, get rid of your card. Like, it's just trailing because it's slow, but it's the cards reactive. themselves are just really good it's, but it's relying as, as, upon your opponent yeah as a color i think emerald is just so reactive mm -hmm. and in a game which you're trying to be the first one to cross the finish line if you are immediately starting from okay i as a game plan i'm just going to react to what you do it's very difficult when your opponent is playing oh let's say ruby amethyst bounce a thing Okay, now I'm restanding. I you can't touch my stuff. It's mm -hmm. difficult. It, it's it's difficult. But it to be honest, like th it that happened to me last week, right? I'm I'm trying I'm trying a new build, and opponents playing a very good deck, very low to the ground. Uh, Jim, this is the guy who doesn't have sleeves. Oh, that guy, yeah, yeah, <laughs> phenomenal Gr dude. Great guy. He's he's such a cool guy. Um, but playing with no sleeves. Great deck, very low to the ground, but I don't, in the colors that I was playing, didn't really have a great answer. But it, when I'm in that scenario, I kind of get excited, especially when we're in spoiler season of, hey, we're getting more cards. More cards, going to be more answers, going to be more strategies, going to be more ways to play the game. Um, but again, as a color, when you're trying to be, well, I can't do anything. I have to wait. Well, now you're just you you're you've lost at that point. So it it's it's hard to catch up. Yeah. I, I was just while you were talking about how Emerald is, it's like I was thinking, well, it's it's like setting a bunch of booby traps and then telling everyone where they are. <laughs> and then immediately what came to mind was Emerald is Wiley Coyote and every other color is the Roadrunner. Yeah. Because all the other colors can just sidestep everything Emerald's doing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So get out of here. Wrong IP. 
<laughs> I know it's the wrong IP, but that's just that's just what it's, came to my my head a, when I was thinking about it. It's a good analogy. It, it, is, it is. It is. So we've talked about every other ink, but the one that I haven't really heard anybody talking about is Ruby. So that's what if broken? What do we think about Ruby <laughs> for uh, set three? Oh man, did did we 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 mentioned this beforehand? But it's like. Did, did they really need any more, like, just really great answers? Like, come guys, on. Guys, Hydra is <laughs> phenomenal. Like, sign me up, okay? <laughs> sign me up. What? <laughs> I honestly yeah. I honestly think that Hydra could be the Mufasa of set three. I think it's going to be underrated, but I think as the set goes on, it could pop. I, I think it could be All good. Right. All right, so there, there's a card. I know, I know you guys don't play Magic: The Gathering, but there's a card in Magic: The Gathering called Phyrexian Obliterator, where when when it all right that card's damage, broken though. <laughs> what'd you say, Jim? That card's broken. Though. I know it's broken, but that's literally what it reminded me of. Kinda. So Phyrexian Obliterator um, has an effect where when it's dealt damage, the uh, cho- I think it's like chosen opponent or something has to sacrifice that many permanents. So yeah. like you have to sacrifice in you know if we relate it to uh, Lorcana, you would sacrifice your uh, your ink. So you'd be if if you didn't have any other characters on board, yeah. that's what that's what that card reminded me of. And Phyrexian Obliterator uh, dominated standard when whenever it was in standard. It was that, it was what four costs right four black. Yeah, I think it was two and two black, I think is what it was. But huh. that card dominated the format. And that's kind of how I see um, uh, the Hydra. Also, one of my favorite uh, characters in, in Hercules, you know, Loki, super great. Um, but anyway, I'm like, when I saw that card, I'm like, you got, really? Really? All right, I'll just do Teeth Inhibitions. Because there's, th- there's no cards in Ruby that let you damage your stuff. Right, because that's that's not a normal game action. <laughs> like, oh my goodness! Did you did you see it though? There is now. I know, I know there is. He, he was he was joking. Okay, I was gonna say no, there's, there's, like like yet, there's yet another. No, there's yet there's another now another one, one yeah. on your feet now. Yes, it's like oh my goodness. So uh, let me damage my things because I'm in a color that doesn't really care about that when my stuff gets hurt. And on top of it, let me ready all my stuff. Oh my goodness! <laughs> plus, plus Donald benefits from it. Ruby cards. Yeah. yeah, Donald. Oh, jeez. Oh man, I want to build a Donald deck. And and not only that, they got the best uh, location package. Yes. <laughs> a Jolly Roger, so good. Jolly Roger, Jim Hawkins, and the RLS Legacy. Oh, all of yeah. those, just all of yep. those, are just like. Okay, voyage. You know what's the best ones? And voyage. Yeah. It's crazy. It's 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 crazy. Now, Steve, well, that... Steve, if you're listening to this, God, I'm not complaining. All right. I'm not complaining. I am just merely stating facts. All right. I'm stating facts. Okay. But keep doing a great job. You're made an awesome game. I love you, man. But <laughs> <laughs> it was there more to that message there, Dan? No. no. no okay, okay. No. Um that leads Seems me into the next thing I wanted to ask you about. What do you guys make of locations? Jim, do you, do you have some thoughts right now? Because I know I, I think got... they're cool. I think they're cool. I like Pokemon stadiums. <laughs> <laughs> now, these right. are a little different, though, because you can't move your Pokemon to stadiums. <laughs> it's like a board effect. Yeah. yeah it's now, a field hang effect. on. 
first of all, we need to say we called this. Yeah, we, we called this way back before um, the game was released. We said mm-hmm. there's going to be locations in this game, and we were right. All right, so I want I want that to be noted. Okay, we can go Check. back and find the video. Well, we called it. Okay, um, now as far as what kind of impact they're going to have on the game. Um, I'm kind of in a wait and see, but I've seen um, I- I've seen others play around with locations, and I think <laughs> I think they're actually there's going to be decks that are going to absolutely abuse them, um, and I think they're actually kind of necessary because um, everybody keeps talking about oh they died to Maui oh, okay yeah dies to removal hey. is a thing I understand. We we understand this, um, but there the willpower is um, most of these locations have much higher willpower for the cost for um, for these locations, which is great. But they're going to be gaining a lot of incremental lore over the course of a game. A lot of times um, in you know through set two, decks that have been slow, mid range decks, control decks, getting to turn six seven. Okay, they've got zero lore. They've got one lore. While their opponent is playing a more aggressive deck, they've got maybe 14, 15. Now these card types are now going to be incrementally gaining you lore just for sitting out on board, number one. Number two, if your opponent chooses to deal with them, okay, they've taken a game action to decide, okay, I'm going to, um, I'm going to pay resources or I'm going to pay these game actions to try and take to stop you from doing this thing with your locations. That's freeing you up to do other things on your board. So I'm interested to see what, what the effect is going to be on the meta itself. Right. Um, and then of course, just on, you know, the, the other, uh, the casual side as well. Um, but I, I think, I think there's going to be people who are going to be surprised. Um, and I know there's been people who, who are sleeping on them. And I, th- I think they're, they have potential to make a really big impact. The one thing I really love about the locations is they're really strong for aggro decks and they're really strong for control decks just mm-hmm. to slowly get you to that end point and just win you the game. But it's, it's just so good for every single deck out there mm-hmm. in the game. It's just like, I'm glad they're here. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yep. Thanks for listening to us, Steve. <laughs> I, I i do believe i remember when you guys i do think i remember that episode where you were talking about locations yeah i'm, I'm super happy that they're here because i think it's such a flavor win it's so yeah. it's so cool 100%. um i'm waiting for cave of wonders i know we got cave of wonders as a uh um, character yeah as a character today which is cool um but there's so many there's there's so many that um and the the orientation is very cool you know now we've got more art like there's there's more art on these cards you know, that that you can see um just from the way that the card is oriented so i'm i'm super i'm super stoked I, I, it's just gives another wrinkle and i think it's going to be cool yeah so um another question i wanted to ask you guys are we finally going to see Ruby Amethyst, knock down a notch. It's hard to say. 
I don't know. Because usually, in order to take down a control deck, you either need to be ridiculously fast or be able to grind and control the game better than Ruby Amethyst. That's yeah. the only two ways. You either be stupidly fast or be able to out-control them. But you know what color combination can do that to that color is that same color combination. That's the thing. Like with Ruby Amethyst, we have that. So so there's there's actually a lot of diversity within these color combinations. So even within Ruby Amethyst itself, there's already multiple different decks that are out there within that color combination, which makes Ruby Amethyst just so versatile. I You can't, there's not a lot of other color combinations thus far. Again, we're only three sets in now. There's only, I don't think there's another color combination that can do what Ruby and Amethyst can do when paired together. And that's the only thing I see is like blue red, but that's because it still has like the strengths that red brings. Right. And just with a different package. But if you're bringing in the goat stuff, it's like, dude, that's ending a game fast too. Mm -hmm. So it's like, maybe blue can't handle that. So I think then what we really want to see is we don't, we don't want, or we don't, I mean, obviously we want Ruby, a lot of people want Ruby Amethyst to not be so dominant. But I think what we're looking for as, at least for me, for as players, is we don't need Ruby Amethyst to be taken down a notch. We need the other colors to be elevated to its level so that we can have similar playability and similar options in the other ink colors so that everything we have the option to make things for for our favorites. Like Jared wants to make a Sapphire deck work that also works really well and can go against those Ruby Amethyst. And up till now, it just hasn't really been possible. So I think that's what we want to do is we want more parity, I think, among the inks. We want more tier zero decks. Well, we have do pretty you, though, decent do other you, decks, though. Do you want more tier zero decks, though? That, that that's the thing. Like, I don't think people actually want more tier zero decks. But I but I cut you off, Jim. Go ahead. I was gonna say we we have other really good decks in the game as well. It's not yeah. like um, it's not like you only see uh, Ruby Amethyst topping like top eight in every single tournament, Jim. It's Jim. Every have you watched list. the meta reports? Look, I understand that it's stupidly good. 52% of all the top eight decks this season yes. have been Ruby Amethyst. 52%. Yes. But, but, I but again, that's that. not the same deck, though. That's not the exact same deck. There so, are but it two does, different or three different. It lists. does have the right. same 36 or 40 cards in every single one of them, sure, basically, yeah. though. Sure. Yeah. We also have two sets. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> I, I think, yeah. That, so, but. but Jim just Jim just nailed it though. We've only had two sets. Like when when there's such a small card pool, there's there's just limited things that you can do. Mm-hmm. So, and I think that's, that's what all. we're seeing. I think that's what we're seeing yes. with this third set. We're seeing other inks get really good stuff you can put in there now and make some fun good stuff. And... Ramping might actually be viable this set. Right, because now Ramping's we have things that viable. ramping accomplishes. Because yes. previously we were ramping into nothing, really, except we Bell and Bell Tom just. Ah, 
Yeah, I mean, come on. But did it? How long? I mean, I I mean, I had you know. You can always just take out Tomatoa pretty easy, even if you don't have removal. I mean, you can just go into it with a few good. You know, most people will have something to challenge into it because it has to quest in order to get that four lore, five lore, whatever it's getting for that item, and then you just take it out. So you Almost get one out of it. Shield to ready it. Yeah. <laughs> but so I, but I just think I, that I that's what's what you're happening. You're right. I think that's you're what's correct. happening is yeah, we had you know like a couple of weeks ago at the five k in Hartford, we had um we had an amethyst steel deck that just ran the table without like I don't think they even lost mm -hmm. uh, a match. Uh, and just went right on through it, no problem, and never lost. They played Ruby Amethyst and some aggro decks all day long, and they had no issues. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, uh, yeah, there are decks that can totally take care of Ruby Amethyst, but I don't think that there's anything that can take care of him consistently. The, I think that's the main thing that we've been talking about is Ruby Amethyst is the only consistent deck. Yeah, I see that. I mean, Ruby Amethyst is essentially, if we want to say a tier zero deck, um, I know in other card games, it they do kind of say around 75 to 80% of tournaments, um, it's always showing, you know, that many results for it right. in the top eight or in the top 16, whatever it is, right. um, specifically from Yu-Gi-Oh! But uh, so even if we say it's a tier one deck, right, best deck in the format, there are other decks that are 1.5 because they're just also really strong decks and it's like mm -hmm. all right if you can beat ruby amethyst and that's your goal is but how can you are you also able to beat these other decks how are you against the aggro matchup right. can you not handle steel amber can you not handle steel sapphire then you're just going to get swept away by that stuff as well it's like oh i'm going to make right. the grindiest most controlled deck and be able to stop that deck well first of all you're also playing red amethyst so you're fighting your exact thing you want to make. Right. So I don't know. You've become your own worst enemy. Exactly. I think, I think it's just fun, you know, talking about all of this and seeing that there are people who have done some really good things with other colors like uh, Sapphire Steel and mm -hmm. Amethyst Steel. And uh, even Emerald Steel has gotten some, some decent uh, placements. Mm -hmm. um, and I think where we're heading is those things getting more powerful and kind of where they previously they were tier two now like you said they're like tier 1.5 maybe maybe edging in just a little bit closer to where yeah you know and and with ruby amethyst having the what is it like th essentially three decks is it or is it just two yeah it's, decks? it's pretty it's, much three. it's like three yeah it's like three decks mm -hmm. and just having those just continue to be as powerful as they are i just would i'm just i think it's going to be fun seeing how people are now going to be going to these tournaments and trying to figure out like the, the which is going to be part of the thing i'm seeing that people are doing and, and getting into tcgs over the last year i'm seeing that this is a thing where now you're not going there just taking a deck thinking this is the best deck but you then have to start worrying about how is everybody else planning to go to this tournament and what are they thinking that they're going to do and are they bringing a meta killer that is susceptible to three other decks and am i going to bring one of those decks because enough people are going to bring that and yep. so that's what i'm seeing where there's just all these brain games into beyond just learning how to pilot that deck mm -hmm. i'm I'm smiling and grinning over here because welcome to the metagame that's literally <laughs> what the metagame is 
It's like, I thought I just needed to learn how to play a deck and then go. And it's like, no, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no. All right. At this point, I think we uh, circle back to the beginning of the conversation and uh, finally ask everybody what your favorite card from set three is at the beginning of the season. I mean, you want me to go last? I'll go last. You're going to go. But that means I'll I go to, last. That means I have to pick one. You're Who's the host here? One. Just teasing. Are okay. we all picking our favorites? Yeah. Sure. I'll I'll all go right. first. And then that'll give you time to think, Dan. This one is actually hard for me uh, because I have an attachment to Pluto because, you know, oh, so the cool. citizens of Lorcana team was able to reveal mm-hmm. him. And I'm totally going to build a deck around him. But at the end of the day, my Sapphire heart has to pull me towards Gramatala. That <laughs> is the card that I want. That is a card I want to build a deck around. She's so good. Has a great ability. Going to make ramping worth it. And I feel like we're at a point where with Gramatala now, you can have Belle on board. You could potentially even have Alice on board. And you're just going to have a lot of big threats that the ramping builds up to that uh, people are going to have a hard time answering. So Gramatala, final answer. That's a good one. That's a very good one. You got yours, Dan? I think James wants to go next. James does not want to go next. All right, all right. I'll uh, I'll 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 take one for the team. All right, I'll go. All right. So Jim know Jim knows what kind of player I am. Okay, I am a mid range salty. <laughs> that is also true. <laughs> <laughs> I am a mid range player at heart, and I want all of the value. Okay, and so because because of that, okay, I love drawing cards. Okay, I love just drawing, drawing, drawing. And there's a lot of great card draw uh, effects and engines in this set. But I absolutely fell on the floor when I saw um, Maleficent, Mistress of Evil. She's yes. a bit understated. Okay, I, I will okay. give you I will give you that. She's a bit understated. Um, she rates a little bit low on my... Um, character cost to value ratio okay a little bit low but she is absolutely phenomenal right so for those of you who don't know all right she's a five cost inkable character with a two three two stat line two strength uh yeah two strength three willpower two lore storyborn villain sorcerer and she got two amazing abilities dark knowledge whenever you quest you may draw a card don't mind if i do because you know we like dr- we like questing with two lore characters, but during your turn, whenever you draw a card, you can move one damage counter from chosen character to chosen opposing character. Pretty good. I really, really like that effect. Um, I'm hundred percent. I I think Maleficent is going. I don't think she's being sleeped on because I think people recognize how good of a card she is. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people saying they don't like her. Um her stats which i'm there i agree but i absolutely love these effects so i i gotta i gotta go with maleficent mistress of evil i love it that's a great pick it's a good card it's a beautiful uh, all right i'll go um i of course also like jared would love to pick pluto 
uh either one honestly i think the one drop i think is is my favorite drop is sick is of my two but i'm gonna stick with lucky i mean i just love this card and i love the the gameplay that it allows and how versatile it's going to be and and how it's this little puppy is going to be like this big bomb uh for a deck (laughs) if you just get that out and it's going to be so much fun so lucky's lucky's my pick I, I could have picked so many cards. There's so many good cards in this There's set. A lot. There's a lot. Mm-hmm. Now, the moment we've all been waiting for. So, Kevin. all right, all right, all right. I was honestly really thinking about changing my answer. <laughs> I was really thinking about it because I love the Sorcerer's Tower. Magic Booms yeah. are some of my favorite cards in this entire game. Yep. Especially yep. with the Mickey Mouse uh, Sorcerer card. Hayward Sorcerer. Oh, man. Yep. Oh man. We're building that. We're building that deck. It's gonna be yeah. we got we got three deck. more bro- we got three Dude, brooms this I know set. We three do. brooms. <laughs> but remember remember in set one when we're like it, it's got this classification that it's a broom. Why don't we have any other brooms? Here they no, are. We got them. We got them. Yeah. All right. But my real answer, okay, is the new legendary Ursula. She's uh allows you when she sings a song. You could actually play that song again for free, yeah. but then you got to put it to the bottom of your deck. But that's okay because we're trying to burst here. All right. We're going to play friends from the other side. We're going to draw four cards. Or, or we could even play the bosses on a roll. Oh, look at the top five cards of your deck. Put any number of them on the top or bottom in any order. And, and then, then gain, you a lore. gain a lore. So we're going to gain two lore. Fix the heck of out of the top of our deck. Look at like maybe 10 cards. Who knows? Yep. Five to 10 cards. Yep. <laughs> Just stupidly good cards. Yep. I can't wait to play some Emerald Amethyst. I just can't wait. Or even if you want to mix it with Steel and then you play with the uh, Strength of a Raging Fire, you want to play, uh, what's the, uh, Let the Storm Rage On, Storm Rage on yeah. as well. It's just you know, like, you know what you could do, Jim, with Let the Storm Rage On? You what? could deal at least three damage. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> I I personally can't wait to play it with Bare Necessities and uh, uh, get rid of two songs from my opponent's hands. Yeah. Because they're 100% going to be there, right? 100%. That's right. <laughs> goes, against, goes against thing Mufasa. Is, the thing is, though... <laughs> The thing is, with with uh, bare necessities, it's any non-character. So you could be playing against oh, yeah, an yeah, item yeah. deck, and you're yep. still golden. Yep. Yep. You just don't yeah. want to see this when you're playing against Mufasa. No, no, no. That's about it. That's that's really it. Uh, so, well, I mean, I think the idea though is that you would be able to recognize if you're playing against a Mufasa deck, and you probably would not play bare necessities <laughs> you're gonna ink that yeah <laughs> <laughs> yep good thing it's inkable yep <laughs> well those are some great picks i you know i guess before we move on to the ending segments are there any final thoughts we want to give on on set two moving into set three before we move on here hmm. um there, there was one thing that uh jumped into my my mind a little a few minutes ago 
when we're talking about how strong certain decks are and it's like man it's been good all of set one it's been good all of set two you know it could even be good for all of set three ruby amethyst is going to be around but at some point when if we get a rotating format right the deck won't be around forever so sure your guys might be really down and out about one deck just being ridiculously strong it was the same thing in magic sometimes the deck's just a little too strong and then rotation happens and you don't <laughs> gotta worry about it anymore <laughs> eventually your colors will come around yep. just hang out for a bit it's very early again we're on set two going into set three yep. just be patient yeah it's the exact same thing i tell people when they're like well, why haven't we seen such and such a franchise? Why haven't we seen such and such a character? I know, I'm Mr. Oswald, but I accept the fact that eventually every franchise is going to get its chance to shine in the sun and every character is going to get a chance to come out. So just patience, patience. When are I we going to get Sephiroth? <laughs> Never going to happen. Sephiroth! What? <laughs> just teasing. You know, you're just so you're so you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> you're saying there's a chance. I'm, I'm not saying there isn't a chance. Um. So, uh, uh, Black Cauldron when? Black, yeah, Black Cauldron. Cauldron. This all this is all this is is just Ravensburger just like laying the groundwork, like putting in pick a fight last set with Wreck It Ralph, yeah. and no Wreck It Ralph this set. It's like you know what? It's yeah. just gonna keep all the Wreck It Ralph fans. Just Dude. waiting around, buying cards until the Wreck-It Ralph shows up, and then they'll just keep buying more you cards. Guys, do, do you guys, does everyone realize that we have, like, freaking 100 years worth of uh, stuff a lot. to pull from? There's so much stuff. And, and you mean to tell me we're also doing the best Saturday morning cartoon lineup of all time? <laughs> um, I mean, look, Darkwing Duck. Like, that's, that's what I'm waiting for, right? Abysmal? Mm -hmm. Who knows who Abysmal is? Come on! Oh no! Did you guys? Did you guys watch uh, the the Aladdin animated series? Nope. Oh man! Voiced by Jason Alexander. I thought like, you were gonna say he was like Darth Maul. No, no, he's not. He he was a clumsy. I mean, you know Jason. You know Jason Alexander, right, Jim? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, like that was it was him. It was literally Jason Alexander in. A lot in the animated series. Okay, there's there is a literal. Definitely not looking this guy up. <laughs> there's a literal like, um, and it's more than a fountain. I don't, I don't know what's a geyser. There's a geyser of stuff that the team is just oh, going to be able to right. <laughs> from Seinfeld and to pull and add on to uh, the fact that you can change them into dreamborns and floodborns and the possibilities are endless it's like there's 300 years <laughs> yeah well it so so I, I have a real quick story so my brother-in-law is a huge disney fan right um you know com comes from the family right um but he is a huge stitch fan absolutely stitch's favorite character he's not a tcg guy okay he's never been into tcg so when lorcana was announced i was talking to him okay and we were talking, and he's like, yeah, but how much can they really do? You know, there's only so many songs, only so many characters. I'm like, Michael, 
you do not understand and you do not realize that they can literally take one character and make a thousand different versions of him and we'll still buy them all. Like mm. there's there is no limit. There's no amount of different versions of things that they can create and we'll still buy them. Stitching and banana costume. Yep. Every song title every line every portion of a line yep. is available to be made yep. into a card yep every item everything every statue in the background of a movie like Ooh. the mouse armor is available to be made <laughs> into a card it is endless mm -hmm. uh what movie was that from was mouse armor from great mouse detective there you go my man my man there you <laughs> I know. You All right. Know. I know. James, shall we move into the ending segments here? Sure. Uh, real quick. Uh, the only bit of news we got is there's a, a officially sponsored uh, event uh, at con in France. And this is going to be the first time that the Scrooge promo for set three will be available. And in amongst the prizing amongst all of the boxes and troves and gift sets and whatnot, the people there will also have a chance to get all three of the set two promos, which were only available at PAX, correct? And maybe one other event in Europe. So this is a very good chance for people who didn't get those that they can now get them. Uh, and then uh, we talked about new cards, and I think all we have left is some trivia. All right. Are you guys ready for some Disney Jeopardy? <laughs> yeah, Jim's like, oh, no. <laughs> I'm going to let... I'm gonna let Jim answer these all by himself. <laughs> Ooh, you know what? You guys answer it however you want. All right, I'm ready. Okay. For 100, these are the names of Hades minions in Hercules. Oh, easy, easy. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I don't even have to answer it. Next question, I win. <laughs> no, you have to answer. All right, it's uh, pain and panic. Ding, 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 ding. Okay. Pain for, and for 200, the princess. Sorry, this princess attended Elsa's coronation in Frozen. Oh, uh, it was uh, Rapunzel. Ding, 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 ding. You're on a roll. Okay, for 300. Going, Jim. This is Easy. Mufasa's trusted advisor in The Lion King. Trusted advisor. This, uh, I want to say it's Not the, the bird. I want to say it's the bird. Uh, the bird Zazu. The word. Zazu. Oh, yes, nice. Ding, ding, oh my man. goodness! Okay. I'm like, wait, is Rafiki? I am, no, I am, it's not Rafiki. I am, I am very, I am so proud of you, Jim. Keep going, man. For <laughs> hey, 400, now the uh, difficulty is getting up here a little bit. Right. Uh, this is how many kids Gaston says he and Bell will have. Uh Dan, I'm tagging over to you. <laughs> Tapping out. <laughs> All right, you got how many? kids? Yeah, that's a really good question, Bob. Very, uh, let me just uh, ask: Can I phone a friend named Google? No, no. Um, get off of there! I can see. How many, can... How right, many? I'm just gonna go on mute so you don't hear me typing. Hold on. <laughs> um. Oh man. Hey, hey Alexa. <laughs> um. How many kids? Let's see. No pressure, Dan. I know. It's only four hundred dollars. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to just take a shot in the dark here. Um, so you're asking for total children, right? Total children. Mm -hmm. What did he yes. say in the show? Um, cause he, 
did he say? I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go with seven. Oh yes, he said oh. six or seven. We'll have oh. six or seven kids. Oh yes. Wow, right. nice. Yes, okay. dude. Now this five hundred is very difficult. This is one of those either you know it or you don't kind of questions. I got it. I got it. Yeah, the type of person that uh, comes up with this type of question is is pretty crazy here. So, this is Donald Duck's middle name. Oh my goodness, Daffy. <laughs> no, um, I want to say it starts with an R. Isn't it like R. Aloysius or something? What? I said, isn't it like Aloysius or something? I don't know why that name's coming into my head. I don't know, dude. I know. I. Um, what is this? Uh, we're, 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 we're leaving the view. We're li- we're leaving the listeners hanging. I'm sorry, guys. Um, oh, it's okay. We can edit this. The, the, no, they'll be they'll they're going to be sitting here listening to this, just like yelling at their at their phones. Man, I've been, I've been, because li- I've been listening to all the episodes. I'm like, oh man, I know all these. I don't know, dude. I don't know this one, man. We, we I, hear that a lot. I don't know. That's kind of how it is, though. Yeah, yeah, it is. When you're on the spot, man. Mm-hmm. This I literally don't know. I don't. All right. I don't know. I don't know what Donald's middle name is. You want to give it to him, James? Do do the honors, James. Donald Duck's middle name is Fauntleroy. Oh my goodness! Close. I knew that. You. That oh. Oh my goodness. All right. So here's here's the fun thing. Ten months ago, on one of your Friday night streams that I happened to be on. I knew I I knew I heard these five questions were part of the 16 or 17 questions you asked. I knew I heard. Yeah. That is (laughs) like I know this from somewhere. (laughs) And I remember that stream too. Oh my goodness. Dude, that stream was actually was a fun. Yeah, that was like a five-hour stream. Yeah. I remember putting I remember putting the uh, PowerPoint together for that too. <laughs> I was uh, like, oh, I need to find some questions today. And I was in a rush and I'm like, wait a second. We did that like months ago. And I had to go through like 15 of your live streams trying to figure out which yeah, one it was. Which one it was, yeah. <laughs> that was oh, that, awesome. That's that's dope, man. Was that all nice. the questions? That's it. Five questions. Cool. You got four of them. Four, four out of five. Four or five. Yeah, that's pretty good. Good job, right. Jim. So... I passed. So Jim and Dan, thank you so much for joining us today. Like it's, it's truly, it's been an honor. Um, if people want to find you online, where can they find you? Uh, what's my only fans again? Hold on a second. Uh, this is the family friendly show here. <laughs> oh, uh, only fam, only fams, uh, <laughs> or Twitter, the, the, Twitch, Instagram at Jim Morgan, H and H, you know, check the, us the out bat- on YouTube. The best way to find all of our content is to go to youtube.com slash hobbies and happiness. Uh, if you go to our website, hobbiesandhappiness.com, you can find links to pretty much everything there. Um, but the majority of our content lives on our YouTube channel, pretty much where everything is. Um, we're, I'm pretty active on Twitter. Um, I, run our, I run our Twitter account at hobbies and happy. Um, or what is it? Uh, X, formerly known as Twitter, I, I think yeah. that's. But I, I still call it Twitter. Same. I never gonna stop. Everyone does. Twitter. Even Elon <laughs> Musk. Yep, exactly. <laughs> so that's gonna be the best place where you can find all of our content. Well, and here's the thing: if you haven't listened to Hobbies and Happiness, um, 
I said at the beginning of the episode, we had a whole script, you know, plan, but then set three dropped. Yeah. Uh, you guys have an incredible story. Um, the journey that you're on with your community, everything that you've built is just truly remarkable. And I know I said this in our live stream, but you're two of the first creators that were like, to me, you guys were like big time. And uh, you took an active interest in Lorcan and really gave a stage for, you know, James was talking about being on one of your live streams. I was on one of your live streams. And, uh, you know, you guys, you always have a special place in my heart anyway. And and I really appreciate everything that you've done for the community. So thank you. Um, now, if you liked what you heard, you can follow us on YouTube. You can subscribe on the podcasting platform of your choice. If you haven't heard, we have our own Citizens of Lorcana Discord now. You can find it just by searching that up. And uh, you can find me on the website, formerly known as Twitter, at Citizens of Lorcana. And James, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me everywhere at Dan Regal. And uh, well, I think that's about it. So uh, thank you, Jim Dan, for coming on. And thank you all for listening. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>